0: Ross Tucker football podcast it is a wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings of course we are only two days away from me giving out more winners I love doing it I love that you guys get to be winners by spreading the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL is our my Twitter or my Instagram facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Then we've got at Ross Tucker pod for Twitter or Instagram. I don't know if I did give out where we're going to give the winner this week. You know what? Let's do um, let's do Facebook. Like my Facebook page. I need somebody new to like my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I think you just give it a thumbs up or like it or whatever. We also always... Have the sponsor confirmation email winner. We've got Symbol, Simply Safe. I think Andrew has Harry's. If you're ever not sure of any of our sponsors, or maybe you just need something and you're like, I wonder if Ross has a code for this company or whatever, go to the sponsors page at rostucker.com. That is crucial. Speaking of crucial, how about me giving away a YouTube? Dot com slash Ross Tucker NFL Madden. I'm giving away a Madden via YouTube tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm giving away a free Madden tomorrow. Madden.com slash or Ross Tucker NFL. I'm crazy here. I'm all over the place. You'll know in two seconds while I'm all over the place. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL is the key youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL all you have to do is hit the thumbs up to subscribe and then after you do that comment on any video any video at all and make sure you include you don't even need to have a comment just say ps4 or xbox PS4, Xbox, whatever it is, because I'm picking somebody to get a free Madden. I'm picking one of you to get a free Madden via YouTube. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Patron of the day. We are racking up the new patrons. People love to either get the even money bets, the Friday picks, the press box, food grades, the power rankings. You get all those things in black and white. You can screenshot it. You can download it, whatever, just by going to patreon.com slash Media and becoming a patron at the Tuck Heads level. And then you'll be part of our private Slack channel for Tuck Heads only. Andy Wrangley is today's new patron of the day. R-E-N-G-G-L-I. Andy, I hope I think I'm saying that right. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. The big show is, unfortunately, that there is no big show. But you guys also benefit from that. So, peeling back the curtain a little bit. Because transparency is important in life and in business. We had a guest scheduled. And everything was set up. But not sure what happened. I haven't heard back from him yet. He'll let me know. What happened? Uh, But we had a guest scheduled for this time. Unfortunately, uh, we do not have that guest right now. So you are the benefactors in the sense that I'm going to get to more of your email questions because you guys have actually sent a bunch of really good email questions recently. So very much looking forward to getting to your email questions because you deserve it especially after I let you know what's going on around the NFL. We call them Tux Takes.
1: Tux Takes. Yes, we do. And the first Tux Take. The NFL is going to eliminate the Pro Bowl this year in favor of flag football and skills competition.
0: Absolutely love this idea. This is a no-brainer idea. First of all, the football game had become – Comical, it had become a joke, it had become a non-football game, and probably understandably so, with the money these guys are making, the last thing they wanted to do was get injured or get more beat up in the Pro Bowl. So, okay, they tried to keep it, Pro Bowl actually gets pretty good ratings, but it had been so disparaged It had been so ridiculed. I got to be honest with you, I never watched the Pro Bowl. Never. I I, I can't think of anything more pointless. But because there's so many stars in the game, a lot of the fantasy football people do. A lot of the young kids do. They they like it. They like that there's a lot of points, a lot of scoring. They like seeing all their best players, all the favorite players playing the same game. I, I get it. But that game was a travesty. Let's be honest. I never thought they would get away, uh, get rid of it though, because I always thought it does good ratings. It does better than the NBA All Star Game, Major League Baseball All Star Game. It does better than like playoff games in those sports. So I never thought they would get rid of it. However, it sounds like they're turning it into a week long of content with all these different skills competitions. And flag football. So very curious to see what the skills end up being. Very curious. But they're going to end up having it be to the point where it's programming probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights on NFL Network or ESPN or whatever. And so the NFL will actually benefit from this. And then my guess is Sunday night, or whenever they actually have the flag football game, that will be in place of the artist formerly known as the Pro Bowl. And I got to tell you, Brian, this is genius for two reasons. So first of all, three reasons. First of all, it's genius because they're going to get more programming, more content. They're going to make more money by having these star players do other things, whatever they are during the week. Secondly, Flag football is huge. Huge. A lot of kids I know do not play tackle football. They almost all play flag football. It's huge. So the NFL showcasing flag football, showcasing the best players playing flag football, that's perfect for what the NFL needs right now. To grow the name game internationally, to grow the game with younger people. Look! There's Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill or whoever playing flag football just like you. It's genius for them to do that. And by the way, the last thing, the players will actually play harder. Because they don't have a helmet and shoulder pads on, and they don't think they can play hurt, they'll actually get after it. I think they'll actually, like the coverage, the DBs, the receivers, it'll be competitive because there's not contact. So I I think it's genius what the NFL is doing. I think it's going to end up being very popular. Duck Stakes.
1: Pittsburgh Steelers safety. Minka Fitzpatrick is in the concussion protocol uh, after following the Browns game. Uh, Bears put wide receiver Byron Pringle on IR, and Bengals lose DJ Reader for at least a month with a knee injury. Well, Minka Fitzpatrick is
0: one of the Steelers' best players. So that is a pretty significant loss if he can't play on Sunday. So he's just in the concussion protocol. That doesn't mean he's out. Doesn't mean he can't play, but certainly something to keep an eye on. You know, he's been their best football player so far this year. Probably without any disagreement, any hesitation, Minka Fitzpatrick has been the Pittsburgh Steelers' best football player this year. So it goes without saying that if they didn't have him on Sunday against the Jets, that that would be a... Tough, tough blow for the Steelers, but it's an equally tough blow—not equally tough, but it's tough for the Bengals to not have DJ Reader. I mean, DJ Reader is a beast. He is a really good player, primarily against the run. He's just a monster. What he does to people, but he's also pretty good as a pass rusher, more better than you would think he is. So. That's a big loss for the Bengals. Starting Thursday night, which is tomorrow night already. Unbelievable. Against the Dolphins. That is a big loss to not have Reeder, who's going to be out for a while. And then the Bears losing Pringle. I don't know. I didn't feel like Pringle had done very much so far this year. The entire Bears passing game is sort of stuck in neutral. Which I guess is better than reverse. But they're stuck in neutral at best. It's been not good um, to say the least, what we've seen so far from the Bears' passing game and Pringle going on IR certainly doesn't help. Tux
1: takes uh, two more moves. Uh, first one: Titans sign Raven Clark off the Eagles' practice squad, and the Bills sign cornerback Xavier Rhodes.
0: Right. I'll go in reverse order. The Bills obviously have major injury issues on the back end. Part of me wonders if Xavier Rhodes could fill in at safety if needed as well. But Dane Jackson is out. Tredavious White still on IR for at least one more week. And now Christian Benford, the rookie from Villanova, broke his hand. So I don't know if that means he can or can't play, but obviously it makes it a lot more difficult to try to play with a broken hand and some type of cast or whatever on that hand as a corner. So they needed to bring in reinforcements. It's funny, right, with guys like Xavier Rhodes, this time of year, you almost forget that they're not on a team. You know, you you almost forget that they're not in the league until a team signs them and you're like, "Oh, wow, yeah. Xavier Rhodes wasn't on a team until now. Now he is." As for LaRaven Clark, this is one of the reasons why if you're if you're LaRaven Clark, you keep playing. It wasn't looking good for him to make the Eagles roster. Um, They had other guys they liked better, but he's got position versatility, guard tackle. He has crazy long arms. He's got experience, and it's a lot easier to get signed off a practice squad, where, by the way, you're making 15 to 20 grand a week than it is to get signed off the street. So, him being on a practice squad, Getting fifteen to twenty grand a week enabled the Titans to say, "Well, who's out there that's available, that's a vet that can come in here and be our swing tackle because that's what the Titans need right now." By the way, side note, Bry, his nickname is Nibbles, and he got the nickname Nibbles, I believe his grandfather called him Nibbles because he would nibble on his food on his food when he was little, which is sort of funny um to me uh that a man that large his nickname was nibbles hi have i ever told you briar do you know what my nickname was growing up like when i was no. really little No. two i had two of them one is my pop-up would call me rooster and i think that was just a play on ross tucker like rooster i think that's all that was but my dad and mom and sister would call me bam bam Because when I was super little, um, I I would get hangry, okay? I would get very hangry when I was super little. Brian's smiling because you could just picture me being like this. They would put me in my high chair, okay? So I'm a young, I was a 10-pound baby. So I'm a young, growing boy. They put me in my high chair, and when I got in the high chair, I knew that meant it was food time but if I got in the high chair and the food wasn't there yet and I was hungry I would not be happy so I would take my fists and I would bang the tray on my high chair bam 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 until they gave me food and thus the nickname bam bam was uh was coined so I was not Nibbles. I was the opposite of Nibbles. I was Bam Bam. And by the way, you know what you should Bam Bam? A story at MyFrontPageStory.com. You know why I bring it up a lot? Because I own the company. But also, because I care about it. And I think it's an awesome story. And I think it's a great gift. And I think it's the gift that keeps on giving. And I think... You all would be so happy if you got one for your spouse or your mother or your father for whatever occasion. Maybe it's a just-because gift. Trust me, you'll be so happy that you did it. Myfrontpagestory.com. Let's get to some emails, Bri.
1: Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance.
0: It's time to Ask Ross. The email address is ross at com. This is kind of cool because I've actually gotten a bunch of emails the last couple of weeks when I asked for them. So thank you guys for doing that. And we usually only get to one, maybe two a week during the season. So it'll be nice to be able to get to two or three of your questions um, since we had the, the guest snafu here on a Wednesday. Um, what do you got, right?
1: Uh, first question from Michael, Yore wants to know, Hey Ross. So just wondering if certain situations in football are more dangerous than others, for example, is the last preseason game perhaps more risky because guys are desperate to make an impression to get a roster spot. Do players take the unneeded chances and uh, just curious what situations give guys the most concern. It's a really interesting
0: question, Michael. Um, Well, I can tell you, first of all, when I played special teams in general, but kickoff and kickoff return in particular, clearly the most dangerous football situation. Clearly. You've got all these big, huge, strong, fast men taking a 50-yard runny at each other And there used to be this thing called the wedge and the offense would form the wedge, the defense, their job was to split the wedge, the offense, you know, the kickoff return team, you were told you don't get split. And it was like the um, immovable object meeting the irresistible force is how I would describe it. So I think, special teams are still the the most dangerous the most risky um but they've certainly made that a lot better than it was because of the amount of touchbacks and because they moved up the um, the kickoff spot five yards I would also tell you oh and then you know you can't do a wedge anymore. You can't even, you can't do anything like that anymore, which is a lot better. I would tell you, Michael, interesting question. That was the only time on a football field that I was a little bit scared, that I was fearful, is when I was on kickoff return. I did it a lot in Buffalo. I did it in Washington. And in fact, in Washington, it ended up ending my career. You know, two. Two stories about kickoff return. My fourth year in Buffalo, we are playing the Detroit Lions. And it's a preseason game. I think it might have been the last preseason game. And I was the center of the wedge. And we kicked off, or they kicked off to us. And they had this guy for the Lions named Thump Bentley, i think he was a fullback keith thump bentley that was his nickname thump think about that he came down and i hit him and i went flying i went flying back on my butt like five yards my helmet came off and was rolling behind me Thankfully my head wasn't in it. This dude lit me up lit me up We didn't get a very good return I ran I started to run off the field There's a penalty thrown We have to re-kick it and That the return was an L5 return L5 press which means just running to the left basically in layman's terms I go to the sideline, and in my head, I'm thinking anything but L5 press, anything but L5 press, anything but L5 press, because I did not want to have that happening. I just got obliterated by this guy. Special teams coach leans in, Bobby April, 2004, Buffalo Bills, at Detroit, Ford Field. Guys. Guys they'll never be expecting it again l5 press and i was like oh my gosh when i tell you bry and michael who asked the question how many thoughts that went through my head i thought about starting to like lose my balance and fall down and act like i had a concussion from the hit before i thought about just trying to miss him on purpose like acting like I went to hit him but whiffing and be like oh man I whiffed I thought about a lot of things finally right before they're about to kick off I put my mouthpiece in and I just think I'm just gonna hit him crazy low like around his hip and whatever happens happens but I'm not getting knocked on my butt again So, that's exactly what I did. I hit him really low around his hip, and he kind of stuttered for a second. He got knocked back, stuttered for a second on his feet, and then he fell backwards. And our returner, Terrence McGee, I don't know if he took it to the house, but he took it a long way and almost scored a touchdown. And I came off to the sideline, and everybody was like, Great job, Tucker. I saw that. That was awesome. Great job. I, I mean, High five. You blew that guy up. And the guy that played my position, the guy that was kind of my backup as the wedge captain, the middle of the wedge, Justin Bannon. Played a long time. D-tackle, D-line in the NFL. He comes over to me. He goes, can we talk about the first one, though? <laughs> because he was watching me. He was watching me and he saw me. He saw what happened to me. And I was like, oh, dude, can we, did you see, I'm like, did you see that? He's like, he started laughing. He's like, yes, I did. So that was about as scared as I think I've ever been on an NFL field because this guy meant business. Um, And then my career ended against the Ravens on the same play, same type of deal. I'm on the wedge. They come down. I mean, and these two linebackers, the kid I hit, I think was a rookie from Michigan named Prescott Burgess. And I nailed him, Bri. Nailed him. Felt great about it. And I was like, yeah. And I stood up. My whole arm went numb. My whole arm went numb. I had ended up herniating a disc in my neck. I found out later that I bruised my spinal cord. What's nuts about that is that I was going to play the whole second half at center and guard. There was lightning during the game, and they called the game at halftime. Like on some level, I don't care how religious you guys are or aren't. That's totally a personal thing. But I was going to play the second half, or at least try to, With a herniated disc in my neck after I bruised my spinal cord in the first half. Because I didn't know either one of those things. I thought I just got a really bad stinger. And that would have been very dangerous. So, if you believe that there's someone watching over us that has a hand in things. That would be the best evidence from my life of that being the case. Uh, It turned out, by the way, that Prescott Burgess got a concussion. And separated his shoulder on the same hit. Think about how violent that is. Separated shoulder, got a concussion. I was pumped because I thought that I got the better of it. But I herniated. By the way, that neck issue still bothers me to this day. I still had to go to neck rehab this summer because I I sort of re-injured it skiing and falling in uh, Utah like a moron. So uh, that's the end of my career. By the way, Michael. So. Yes, I do think there are some situations which I just played out. I I think preseason games in general, probably um, guys are a little bit more aggressive. Guys are getting after it, trying to make a name for themselves. So yeah, I do think on some level, preseason games in general and probably the last one are probably a little bit more dangerous for the reason you mentioned.
1: All right, on to the next question from Matt Mead, who asks, or who starts off by saying, Ross, I watch you play in the league, and since your retirement, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to you on your podcast as well as analyzing games, being an interesting guest on other podcasts, et cetera. Question, was it always your plan to get in this business after your playing days were finished? How did you get to this point, and what helps you be so good at what you do? And do you see yourself doing anything different in the next five or 10 years? Ooh. Gosh, Matt, I feel like that's a long
0: question. Um, the short version is, growing up, I always wanted to be in the media. Always. Loved it. Wanted to write for Sports Illustrated or be like an ESPN broadcaster. I would consume everything, Matt. Everything. So, um, I always wanted to get involved. Always. But then at Princeton, you don't really talk about that for whatever reason. And I accepted a job with Lehman Brothers, sales and trading on Wall Street, before I got signed by Washington. Then, once I was in the NFL, I did a bunch of other internships, like Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor, um, also commercial real estate for the Stallback company, Roger Stallback's commercial real estate company, because I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn what these other businesses were like. And I kind of thought, you know, um, I guess part of me thought I went to Princeton, so I should use that. So I should use that degree to get uh, like a, a good fancy job in finance or commercial real estate or whatever. But also, I was just trying to figure out what I liked while I was still playing. Um, But I always enjoyed the media. I always still read everything. I had good relationships with the beat writers. I would go on any show they would ask me to go on. And so, the NFL had a broadcasting boot camp. And I went to it. And it went well. And I remember thinking, I have to do something football. I don't know what it is, but I got to do something football. So I thought I'd probably get into finance and then just do like the Princeton and games on the radio just so I had some football outlet in my life. Um, that's what I was thinking. But then um, I ended up getting hurt and I wrote something for Peter King and I ended up getting a bunch of opportunities. And while I was rehabbing my neck in Washington, which we just talked about, I ended up starting a media career. It started to go well and I enjoyed it. And I was having fun. I was making Okay, money. And I thought, well, I'm going to keep doing this. Um, So it wasn't always my plan. I would say it was my original dream. And that kind of came back again at the end. Um, I don't see myself doing something different in the next five to ten years. I really enjoy what I do. I like the combination of media, whether that's calling the games or radio or doing podcasts. And um speaking, I love public speaking, and the media helps me get more public speaking engagements and entrepreneurship. You know, I've got three small businesses: Go Big Recruiting for high school athletes, RT Media, obviously the podcast business with Bry, and then um dot story.com. So I like entrepreneurship as well. So I'm able to kind of do all those things. I'm kind of able to scratch all those itches. So I would think in some way, shape, or form, I'll still be doing media speaking and entrepreneurship. Now I don't know what businesses that is, I don't know what outlets it is, but I would envision that being sort of my um sort of my portfolio, if you will. Great question. That was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we don't do that very often. So it was nice to do that. Shout outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, Humanheadnyc.com. SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, and Vision Comics with an X. Part one of The Feast will be posted in a couple hours. Obviously, even Money College Draft are already up, and we definitely will have Greg Cosell at 7.15, bright and early tomorrow morning. You guys don't care about the time, but that's when we record typically. Other than that, I think we're done here.